Hey, welcome to Five Things. I'm Tracy Burns. I'm a financial advisor with UBS, and I'm super excited to be launching this podcast. Basically, you're going to learn five things, and then you're going to get on your merry way because we all have stuff to do. So this is an efficient podcast for you. But my mission has always been to help women through divorce, through transition, to empower them, female-founded companies, and of course, close the wage gap. You know, I have three teenagers, two are girls, so I have a personal interest in this. And this podcast now is just a small piece of helping us all get there. So I'm thrilled about it. I'm also super thrilled that my first guest is James Jack, executive director, head of business owners, client segment at UBS. His title's a mouthful, but he's amazing. He's become a friend, a confidant, and probably one of the smartest people in the room when it comes to small businesses. James, thank you. Thank you. Wow, that was kind. And a little bit of a mouthful, but you know, that's way, that's how you know I'm important. Right. They just add words. They don't necessarily need to make sense. Um, <laughs> but you, you have been burning the midnight oil lately, talking to small businesses. Before we get into your five things, what are they saying? I mean, are they frightened? Or are they somewhat? Is there any optimism there? Yeah, it's a great question you ask it. And you know, just for the context, if this is you know much further along after in the future of when we record this, we're recording this right in the heat of the coronavirus, uh, you know, epidemic, pandemic. It's it's April second right now. Um, business owners are scared. Um, there is some pessimism rising, but the good news I'd say is we did a UBS did a, a survey of, of business owners uh, at the beginning of the month, right after coronavirus started happening, and then we just did one recently at the end of uh, end of March. And business owners are still very optimistic about the economy, about their businesses. Uh, certainly pessimism is creeping, like I mentioned before, but there, you know, more than half are, are very, very optimistic. And, and people think if we can just get through this, um, you know, there's a great, great chance for continued growth. The, the fundamentals of this economy were very strong beforehand. And exactly. uh, so, you know, we got to, you know, bunker down here and get through this, remain vigilant. Um, don't be selfish in going out and about and, and spreading the, the virus. That's, that's kind of the, the, what I'm hearing for, from Dr. Fauci and, and folks. But um, once we get through it, uh, a lot of business owners think that there's a great opportunity for them. And, and, and so now they're just looking to avail themselves of the many relief programs that uh, are out there and wondering what's going on. Yeah, and we'll get into all them, but you're right. I mean, necessity has always been the mother of invention, right? This is yeah. when the entrepreneurial spirit is at its best. So, so hopefully people are not sitting home doom and gloom. They're thinking about what can I do to make this better? What can I make? How can I make the world better? How can I make life easier for people if indeed this becomes somewhat of a new normal? All right. So you gave us your five things and I don't want to, I don't want to blow your order. So you tell me where you want to start. Yeah. Well, I'm going to start with, uh, I'm going to keep to my order that I said, okay. I'm going to start okay. with uh, my number one is, and what you need to be thinking about right now is your employees, your, and your customers. Um, most important if you're a business owner, particularly what's going on right now, uh, man, it's, it's, it's tough out there, right? And so be a great human, 
uh, in addition to being a great employer, know about your your people and who rely on you for their own living, as well as the, the people who rely on you for your goods and services or advice that you provide. So keep thinking about them. Um, make sure that's in you know in the front of your mind as you're making decisions. I, you know it's it's now almost a month, so hopefully this one is is kind of passe. But um, by by this point, but you know, it's very easy to to kind of think about things, or uh, or maybe if you have to let go of people, you might fire them to avoid some of the unemployment costs. You know, really do what's right for you know, do what's right, um, do what's right for your people, do what's right for your customers. Look, this is like this is this you know, five years from now, you're going to say the exact same thing because. At the end of the day, it is about your people, right? I mean, this is all about like this whole new movement of sustainability and doing right by the world and doing right by your people and mother nature and everything. I mean, care about them. You you can't run a business if you don't, no matter what the environment. It comes into forefront because I think during times of crisis, I think it's human nature to be protective and self-defensive. And, and so we're trying to find maybe the shortcuts to keep things alive, to maintain yeah. the business, but, you know, take a breath um, and, and think, okay, you know, what's this, if I'm going to be a long lasting business that will survive the next two months, uh, if I treated my people badly, if I treated my suppliers badly, if I treated my customers badly, um, people are going to remember that. Right. Yeah. And so you I mean, make it through it, but it's not going to be, you're not going to have a, oh my God. yeah. It's like the old Italians. My mother can tell you who was at my grandmother's funeral in 1980. And she still holds a grudge against the people that didn't come up, that didn't show up, right? So this is, uh, people do not forget. Absolutely. Whether you're good to them or bad to them, they don't forget. All right. You mentioned the CARES Act. And let's start with lending then, because I know that's probably first and foremost for so many small businesses right now. They need funds. Yeah. Um I put this one as number two because this is probably right now the most important thing for business owners. And in the amount of time we have, we're never going to be able to talk about all of the things here because it's a very complex uh, and, and quite frankly, still very much evolving bill. Um, the rules from the Treasury are not even fully written yet. Uh, and meanwhile, they've said, hey, we're starting lending uh, you know, on Friday the 3rd. We'll see about that because a lot's to be done. But my recommendation is... Um, find an overview of the program. UBS uh, has has had it. Tracy, if you, you can send it to folks if they need it. Yep. We really went through and detailed and read the, the bill extensively and provided the details. We did a big call um, just yesterday with uh, clients and people, and there was over 2,000 questions on that one-hour webinar. People really are hungry for, for the details on this. So find your advisor, whether it's a financial advisor, a CPA, or an attorney, or even better, all three of them, and come mm-hmm. up with a plan. Understand what's available to you. Everyone's talking about the Paycheck Protection Program right now, the PPP. That's that forgivable loan that if you're a small business under 500 employees. Um, but there's also all these tax changes that may be better for you, and it's kind of an either or. Uh, so you might want to run some numbers. There's an employee retention credit. There's a, a payroll deferral tax where you can defer the taxes to next year and into 2022. But you're not able to get those if you take that PPP loan. So it's really a, a debate you might want to have. And, and on the PPP loan, if you thought toilet paper was bad, 
you know, getting toilet paper a few weeks ago. Because it is in my world, by the way. Yeah, just wait until you you are one of the many millions of business owners who are going to be flooding a system where there isn't full details yet and people are trying to build uh, a a genuine lending product in less than a week. It's going to be, I think, very, very tough for the for the. uh, you know, the small business right. administration, small business administration in 2019 did something like almost 30 billion, just under $30 billion in loans um, in 12 months. They're being asked to do 350 billion in what, three wow. weeks, four weeks. So think about that, right? It's just, it, the throughput is going to be crazy. So think about what you need to do and what you want to do. And if you do want to go with, with a lending program, the PPP program, or one of the others that are available, Understand the details and understand what you need before you go in, in, in into it. And very quickly, just, just keep it quick here, understanding what you need is you need to know your payroll costs for at least the last year, potentially up through all of 2019. There, you know, there's, some, there's some uncertainty. The, the law actually says the previous 12 months. Uh, but I've also seen in things from Treasury, you know, 2019, they ask for what your payroll is. They want to know salaries, retirement benefits, healthcare benefits, um, tax, uh, sorry, taxes for for state and local uh, employment. Right. So things like that. And there's a lot of rules on it, which again are available from UBS. But you need to start compiling that because that is what will determine what loan you get. Uh, so you need to prove all of that and show that. You also need to show what other allowable expenses you'll be using this for, whether it's utilities, uh, mortgage interest, or rent. Um, you don't need that right away for the application, but you will need it for the forgivable piece. So these loans can be forgiven um, if you maintain payroll. And so effectively it turns into a grant and it's a great opportunity to have the government pay for payroll to keep people employed for a few weeks. Um, and then whatever isn't forgiven, um, and there's a bunch of rules about it, but whatever isn't forgiven is at a really low rate. It's a two-year right. loan at 0.5%, and it's consistent no matter who you go to for that loan. So um, there's a there. This is it's not meant to be a windfall here. It's meant to keep people employed. That's the goal, right. and keep you going so that once we get out of this, you know, all of your people are on board. They're ready to go, ready to start making sales, and and get the economy going again. So. So bottom line, get your ducks in a row before you show up, right? There's like 31 million small businesses and a small business, just so people know, right, is fewer than 500 employees. So think about all the companies, you know, with fewer than 500 employees that are now going to be knocking on the door trying to get money. So, but aside from even now, I mean, this, this going forward should prompt people to maybe put credit lines in place just so they're there for emergency, right? Make yeah. sure you have good relationships with advisors. Find an accountant if you don't have one. Like these are people that you're going to need in time of emergency, and you don't want to be under the gun to have to go get them. One, yeah, one hundred percent. There. So, you know, a lot of the materials that we would come out with in our business owner segment, we're all about preparing for, you know, contingency planning or business continuity. And when we first moved into this, people said, "Do you have something for me to share with my?" with my business owner that I know. And no one wanted to hear, hey, you should have gotten insurance or you should have gotten a credit right. when they were going through it. But the reality is, is once we're through this, these things are meant to be for rainy days because they do happen. And they're probably going to happen more often than we than we, we would like. Right. Right. Same with, you know, your emergency fund at home. Nobody actually thinks they're ever going to need it, especially when we were coming off like the greatest bull run ever in the market. 
So you, your mind gets clouded. Sadly, stuff like this reminds us that we need, you need plan B big time, right? Yeah. So, all right. So James went through the first, take care of your employees and your customers, figure out your lending situation. You touched on the tax issues, tax accounting. Again, you should have, I mean, you probably should have a quarterly phone call with your accountant it, regardless, because the rules are constantly changing. 100%. Yeah, there's a lot of tax changes. I talked about them before. That was my number three. Um, there's recent changes here that can you can take advantage. Of. In addition to the two that are, you know, the either or of PPP, there's other programs too, like a net operating loss um, and, and some other items. Um, the yeah. deferment of taxes and uh, of being due and paid until July 15th on the federal system. So know about those those things and how you could take advantage of them. There might be an opportunity to get a quick influx of cash from a refund. Right. Like the net operating loss thing, I think is really cool that you could potentially carry it forward. So get on the phone, talk to your advisors. All, I mean, it's you got to throw everything against the wall in times like this, right? Absolutely. So your next one is working remotely and cybersecurity. And I think this is such an amazing point because people forget, especially when you're home, you don't, you don't pay attention to the security walls and things like that as much. Yeah. yeah. So UBS is, is kind of unique is that we've, we're a global company and tens of thousand employees and overwhelmingly we're all working remotely. And, but the thing is, is we had years, our, our technology people had years to implement that. Many small and medium-sized business owners, maybe they had people work from home, quote unquote, um, but they weren't accessing the cloud or they weren't you know, remoting in. And so they've really had to do stuff in days or weeks rather than having all the planning. So they probably have gone from, okay, I've heard about, you know, a particular four-letter word uh, company that starts with a Z, everyone's using that, so I'm going to use that one too. Um, and that could be great. Uh, you know, you should look into all of it, but it, you want to make sure you're thinking about what do I need for my employees? How do I maintain some sort of culture with that, of course? How are they productive? And then also, how do I maintain security? This this crisis is opening up a lot of opportunity for fraudsters to come after you and do some social engineering yeah. and get in. And not only are um, in the work environment, rather, uh, I had to, if I was a business owner, I had to care about my cybersecurity as it related to my website or my desktops within my office. Now that people are remoting in from home, it's, is their Wi-Fi encrypted? Um, is it not public to other people to come in? What's my worker's spouse doing or their children doing? So now your cybersecurity issues really open up into a lot of other potential things that you probably weren't thinking of beforehand. And, and yes, you got something out the door and up and running. Maybe you're using something free. But now that we know that this is going to be here for right. probably through May, if I'm guessing, you know, and might come back again in the future, God, uh, God help us. Um, you might want to make some, start thinking about some actual investments and in comparing the different tools, comparing the different price points and understanding how they all work and what they can come And And also it's a good chance that while you might think we might just return back to normal after all of this, I think this is a real tipping point for working from home and working remotely. It's not just a luxury anymore. I think people are now getting used to it after the first week and a half. Absolutely. You know, it's it's going to be a part of us for a while now. Especially once the kids go back to school. I mean, it's a dream. No, but <laughs> but but your point is a good one in that a small business in particular, right? Why should I rent space? Why should I pay for like even shared space? 
when we've, we've kind of got this going on at home and we can have, you know, team meetings in person at the local coffee shop. Yeah, or, like or maybe it's a, you know, like a, maybe it is a, a meeting up space, but we're going to do, we're going to rent space there, you know, once, once a week or something, and we're going to work remotely for the other four days. Yeah, there's a lot of different potentials where this will really change the industry. Right. And it's a, it's a huge point and it's everyone should think about it. I was just talking to a friend the other day. She's like, I'm sharing my work laptop with my son who's in second grade and trying to learn remotely. But it's just crazy, crazy if you think about it. Um, your final point is be, village, be vigilant, be creative, and think about the new paradigm, which sort of is what we were just talking about. The, you know, I, I'm not going to tip the hat of females, but there are 40, 40% of small businesses are female founded are run by women. And I feel like sometimes women are really good about trying to see the big picture here and how do we make things better? Like, I think more people have to really start thinking about this. Yeah. Um, every night before I go to bed, I, I text my family and my friends and our group message to be well and to be vigilant. And uh, I say that because, uh, you know, I live in New York City. We are the epicenter of this um, mm -hmm. outbreak here in the United States. And being vigilant means having the self-control to not go out uh, and and really screw it all up for someone else or right. everybody else. Right. And so be vigilant is in that sense, but also be vigilant for the protection and the, and the life of your business and the people who rely on you. Um, right. So think about that. Um, think about your security. Think about your culture. Go for those loans. Go for those tax changes. Really put the time and effort into it. Um, you know, go for it. Don't use this as an opportunity to have a staycation and watch, you know, streaming video. It's really important you're on it. Even if it might seem like, you know, people can't come to your business because of things, these are the things that you should be working on. Um, be creative. What are the solutions and tools you can do for your clients and your suppliers and your employers in this current environment? Um, I hear a lot of people, uh, you know, restaurants maybe have gone to take out, they got yeah. to maybe sell alcoholic beverages uh, or they're coming, you know, they're coming up with shirts or something like that. They're creating uh, an Instagram uh, social media following. They're using this time to build following. So when we do come up, be creative in that sense. And then the last part of it is this is a, there's a new paradigm here. Life will forever yeah. be changed from this. I don't I do not think that is an understatement at all. Uh, mm -hmm. and I think once we come out of this, if it's in June or some point afterwards, there is going to be a lot of change here. We talked a little bit just now about, you know, do I even need to have rentals, you know, office space, right. other things. But what about right now is we're doing this as a podcast. We're talk we hear a lot about virtual happy hours and all these other things. It used to be. I may have been at a few. I've been at a few. It used to be when, <laughs> I, would do, when I would do client events, we would say people don't want to do a call, a webinar. They want to be in person. And I think that will come back still. But I bet you people are going to be a lot more used to being able to use this type of technology and do these types of calls, I recognize remote working. So that's a new paradigm. So begin to adapt or, or other types of things like that. So that's, that's what I would leave as um, the final thing. And just as I said in the beginning is business owners, the majority of business owners that we have surveyed are still optimistic about their Good. our economy and Good. their business. They still think they're going to be hiring once we get through this. They know they need the support from the government to get through it. And hopefully that will happen. Uh, it seems like everyone's aligned with their goals. And so maintain the optimism, maintain that vigilance, maintain being creative uh, and, and go at it. Yeah. I think, I think the world has changed. You're right. I mean, my, my, 
my friend uh, is turning 50 this year and we were all supposed to go to Vegas and there's no way I could pull that off. But instead we're going to do like virtual Vegas at home. Well, that I could attend. So I almost think there's benefits to this stuff, right? I mean, I don't know. It's, the world is, the world will be different, but we will be better and we will come out okay. And I will end on saying, please support your small businesses, your local, do what you can, try to do one thing a day to help regardless of the economic environment. And as always, Check your talk to your advisors, find people you trust and love, and um, and be open and honest, and uh, and just prepare for things like this going forward. James, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. Thank you for because no me. one is working harder right now than you. Thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it, and I appreciate what you're doing. Stay well out there, everyone. This presentation is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as investment advice or the basis for making any investment decisions. Neither UBS Financial Services, Inc. nor any of its employees provide tax or legal advice. You should consult with your personal tax or legal advisor regarding your personal circumstances. In providing wealth management services to clients, we offer both investment advisory and brokerage services, which are separate and distinct and differ in material ways. For information, including the different laws and contracts that govern, visit UBS.com forward slash working with us. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA, SIPC.